Welcome again to Devotional, a spiritual resource for daily living. This is Pastor Ariel, and we are studying lesson number 11, and this is day number 6. What a journey we are having this week with the Apostle Paul. We are getting a reality check in regards to advice that we give, advice that we get, and how to relate to uh, unity, the desire to have unity in our church. Uh, we looked at how Paul uh, addressed the Sanhedrin and how he um, simply highlighted what was already there, a division, an elephant in the room. You guys are not uh, united in this. You guys are united because you want to uh, destroy this message that I'm giving about Jesus. And the core of this message is the resurrection. And that's why you're persecuting me. And it was a division. The Pharisees still would not have accepted Paul's entire message because he was not just preaching the resurrection, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that his resurrection vindicated him as the Messiah. So this is the issue that Paul is desperately trying to get across to his very nation, the, the very Israel nation that he loves and he's part of. So now we transition. We are exploring what happens after the trial um, he's again rescued, uh, ironically, by the, the civil authorities, the, the Roman centurion and the soldiers. And uh, then we begin to learn about this conspiracy to destroy him. And the question the, the lesson asks is very important. Excuse me, it's very important. Um, again, if, if you do not have this lesson in front of you, just go to ssnet.org. I want to encourage you to study the rest of it. I'm only giving you little tidbits here and there. You can then download the iOS app or go to the Android market and download it from there. Uh, you could um, order it yourself from AdventistBookCenter.com. I'm, I'm sure that this will become a very useful tool in your growth as a Christian. So uh, the question that the lesson asks comes out of Acts 23, 12-17. And it says, uh, in regards to these people with the conspiracy, the question is, what is this conspiracy, these individuals, these 40 Jews that conspired to kill Paul. What does this teach us teach us about how passionate people can be can be for causes that are wrong? How passionate people can be sorry I read that wrong. How passionate people can be for causes that are wrong. Passionate does not mean you're biblical. Passionate does not mean I am following God's will. Just because I'm passionate about something does not mean I should be. And these individuals experience something that I wrote as, as I studied the lesson. Uh, passion can blind me. I can be so passionate about something that I refuse to hear anything that would persuade me uh, to go in a different direction or even an opposite direction. And one of the things that I want to highlight, this is not in the lesson, is Paul's attitude towards this whole situation. Paul is not swinging back. Paul's not kicking and punching and biting. He is just allowing the abuse to come, the, the violence to be done to him. And that question came to my mind, how could Paul be so composed under such a violent attacks to him because of his belief in Jesus as the Messiah because of the resurrection? And immediately I realized, as he's seen this throng attacking him and, and in unison coming towards him to destroy him, to kill him. It may have brought flashbacks to him 
about something we read in Acts chapter 7. And you probably know where I am going with this. Uh, the reason Paul could be so patient with these individuals who were seeking to take his life is because of what I'm going to read for you in Acts chapter 7 at the end of Stephen's sermon. In verse 57 it says, But they, this maybe the same group of people that were uh, culprit to in the Sanhedrin to want to punish Paul, many of those in, in the mob may have been present here as well. Who knows? But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at Stephen with one impulse. And when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And you know who was standing there? He was known back then as Saul. Paul remembered that he also was part of a mob. Paul remembers that he also was passionate and blind because of it and did not know it. And now he could see with pity and compassion his fellow Israelites just as blind as he once was. And maybe, he thought, in the same way that the death of Stephen was the catalyst that opened my eyes, I am willing to even have to die if I have to, to die, if that can be the catalyst for them to open their eyes. You know, this speaks about the correct way to have passion. The Bible doesn't say be, don't be, be placid or stoic. There's, there's a wonderful element of being passionate. But we have now we looked at the wrong, the negative aspect of passion. You become so, can become so passionate about something that you'll become blinded to what you're passionate about. You know, maybe you're passionate about academics and there's nothing wrong about it. Or passionate about financial security and there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to be able to have sustenance and provide, have provisions for your needs. But to become passionate to the point where you become blindly obsessed by it. How do we know that we have a correct passion about something? I believe that here Paul exemplifies the, the passion that comes from Jesus. Um, passion for Jesus made Paul compassionate. His passion was tempered by the cross of Christ. He could be gentle towards those who persecuted him and speak, spoke evil of him. Why? Because Paul remembered that were it not for Jesus, he would be in the same place as these individuals. And yet, because of God's great mercy and compassion, he had experienced salvation. It is a dangerous thing to forget you have been saved and what you have been saved from. And earlier this, in this lesson, we talked about the importance of the testimony. And I want to challenge you. Do you know what your testimony is again? I hope you didn't just ignore that question and just fly by it and say, oh, well, who, who cares? If you don't know your testimony, you may have forgotten what God has saved you from. And if you have forgotten, maybe you will become passionate about things in the wrong way. And you will not be able to exhibit the compassion that comes from Jesus. The compassion that comes from recognizing Jesus was merciful to me, a sinner. I pray that right now you will ask God, Lord, rewind the DVD of my life, rewind the video of my history. Can you please show me those moments that led me to my conversion? 
Can you reveal to me what you've saved me from? Remind me again where you found me, that pit of darkness, that miry mud of sin, and you with gentleness and patience pulled me out. Remind me, Lord, so that I can have a passion that embodies your compassion.